fight the good fight of faith. I'm titling this message today. I'm titling this message today. I'm titling this message today. Don't what? Don't what? Don't throw in what? Don't throw in the towel. That's the title of my message today. Don't throw in the towel. I'm going to need that towel back so you can, you can, you can, you can throw it back. <laughs> you can throw it back. Here you go. Yeah, don't throw in the towel. Thank you. That was a good illustration, wasn't it? What aren't we supposed to throw in? The towel. You know, throwing in the towel, you probably know what it means, but in case you don't, it, it, it actually comes from boxing. And there's a picture of it up there. And, and it comes from boxing. And when one of the boxers has been beaten to a pulp and has been, you know, just, just beat bruised and usually the eyes have been cut or, the, you know, there's a laceration on the face. And a lot of times their eyes, both of them have been cut and they're swollen, swollen and, and blood flying everywhere. And they're, you know, on the ropes. And so what will happen is that boxer's trainer you know, the, the trainer will take the towel and throw it into the ring. And when, when they throw it into the ring, what that means is they're telling the referee, stop the fight, we surrender, we give up and quit. And I'm here today to tell you, directed by the Spirit of God, don't throw in the towel. No matter how much the devil has beaten you and kicked on you and spit on you and thrown things at you and caused all kinds of trouble in your life, I want to encourage you to not throw in the towel. Don't give up and quit. Did you hear me? In Galatians 6, 9, if you turn there, I'm going to read it in the Message Bible. It'll be on the screen. Galatians 6, 9. Notice Galatians 6, 9. Message Bible says, and I'll give them just a moment to get that up there. Galatians 6, 9 in the Message Bible says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. You know, when we're doing good things, the devil will fight us and like Pastor Diane was talking about the, the crows, you know. And how many of you know the devil's fighting against them? Uh, and, and it's real easy when you're doing good, because see, when you're doing good things for the Lord, that's when the devil will fight you the hardest. And it's real easy to get fatigued and worn down. And the Bible says, let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good at the right time. That's what the word of God says. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if, if what? If, if what? If we don't give up or quit. We could say it another way, if we don't what? If we don't throw in the towel. Does the Bible say that if we don't throw in the towel, essentially, that we will reap a good harvest, a good crop. So the only way that we're not going to reap that is if we give up and quit, if we throw in the towel. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not gonna throw in the towel. How about you? 
The only way the devil can defeat you is if you throw in the towel. Now, I have a picture here that I saw years ago. It's a picture of a bird. And I, I'm going to see if they can get that up on the screen. But it, it, I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but there's, I guess it's, it's a pelican or something. And, and it has the frog in its mouth about to swallow it. But I like the attitude of that frog. That frog, now it doesn't look good for that frog. Are you all are able to see that? See, now, now how many of you know it doesn't look good for that frog? Things don't look good for the frog. But that frog has the attitude that I'm not going to throw in the towel because do you see where the frog's hands are? Choking off that bird's neck because that frog is saying, you know, it may not look so good for me right now. I may look like I'm going down, but bless God, I'm not. I'm going to do everything in my power to not throw in the towel. We need to be like that frog because you see the devil is like that bird trying to swallow us and devour us. But we need to be like the frog and have the attitude that, you know, we're going to choke that bird's neck off and we're not throwing in the towel. We're not going to give up. I want to look at a few scriptures here today of some people in the Bible that, that had some dire circumstances in their life and they didn't throw in the towel. Go to Joshua chapter 7 and verse 6, if you would. Joshua chapter 7 and verse 6. This will be in the New King James Version. Just a couple of people here today from the Bible that they... We're in some difficult positions and they had the opportunity to throw in the towel, but they didn't. Let, let's, let's just look at a few of them. Joshua 7 verse 6, you know, Joshua took over for Moses after Moses had, had died and Joshua comes on the scene and, and they, had, uh, they had just defeated Jericho and the walls had fallen and now they went up against this little bitty city named Ai and, and the people of God suffered a horrible defeat. And, uh, and so Joshua goes before the Lord to find out, you know, what, what should we do? What, what, what's the deal here? What should we do? Now look at Joshua chapter 7 verse 6. Then Joshua tore his clothes, fell on the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And so they're in a, they're in a state there where they're seeking the Lord. What's, what, what should we do? We've just been in a battle and we've just got whipped. We got whipped really, really bad. We just, you know. And so in verse 7, Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all? To deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us. Oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it. And surround us and cut off our cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? He's not in a real good state right there, is he? He he's he's laying there before the Lord and looks to me like Joshua is this great warrior is getting ready to throw in the towel. Can't you see that in his attitude? He's been he's been beaten, but he hasn't just been beaten, he's been beaten by an opponent that shouldn't have beat him. He's been beaten by a city that, that the Israelites should have defeated very easily, but this little bitty city has just whipped their tail. And he's laying before the Lord and, and his attitude is, you know, I'm getting ready to throw in the towel. But notice in verse 10 what the Lord tells him to do. So the Lord said to Joshua in verse 10, so the Lord said to Joshua, I like those next, see Joshua's on the ropes. 
He's like that boxer we just saw in that picture a while ago. He's, he's on the ropes and he's thinking, should we throw in the towel? And, and I like those two words that the Lord spoke to him. So the Lord said to Joshua, what are, what are, real loud, what are those next two words? What did he say? Get up. The Lord said, get up. If you're here today and you're like Joshua and you're laying on the ropes and the devil's kicked you every which way he can kick you and you're thinking about throwing in the towel, there's a word of God for, God for you and it's get up. Real loud, say get up. Yeah, he said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? The Lord essentially said, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't quit. Get up. And of course, Joshua got up. And if you read the whole story, you would see that there was sin in the camp and that's why they suffered that horrible, defeated AI. And the Lord told Joshua what to do to fix the situation and Joshua fixed the situation. And then Joshua, who didn't throw in the towel, he rose back up, he fixed the thing that was wrong in his life and in, in the life of the people there, you know, remember Achan had, had stolen some of the goods from Jericho, remember that? And he'd hid it in his, in his tent. And anyway... So once, once the Lord directed Joshua to square that away, and he got that all squared away, then they went back against Ai, and then they defeated Ai, and then they went on, and they won many other battles. But you see, if, if Joshua would have thrown in the towel, then the story of the people of God would have pretty much stopped right there. But he didn't throw in the towel because God told him to what? To, to get up. Is that right? And so he got up, went on, and went back, defeated Ai, and won many, many, many other battles. You see, the only way you're going to be defeated by the devil is if you throw in the towel. But if you don't throw in the towel and you just continue on, eventually, in due season, you're going to reap a good harvest, you see. Go to 1 Samuel 30. Let's look at another person who had the opportunity to throw in the towel 1 Samuel 30, verse 1. This has to do with with David, you know. And it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag, burned it with fire. So this was David's camp. This was his headquarters. And when he was away, the enemy came in and attacked his headquarters, burned it with fire. In other words, it's like you getting back home today and the enemy got in and, and ransacked your house and burned it, burned it down. That wouldn't be good, would it? Verse two, and had taken, and it's not all, and it's not just ends in verse one, look at verse two, and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So they took David and David, I'm sorry, they took David's family and, and all of his soldiers' families and they took, they took the wives and the children. They didn't kill them. They kidnapped them. And then they burned the headquarters. That's, that's, just, that's, that's, a, that's on the ropes, isn't it? That's like a boxer being on the ropes. Look at verse 3. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him, now these are his trusted soldiers now, lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you ever cried to the point you just had no more tears? That's where these mighty soldiers were. They were on the ropes, so to speak, and they were weeping and they had wept until they had no more tears to weep. 
And in verse 5 tells us that David's wives had been taken captive. Verse 6. Now David was greatly, what? Was greatly distressed. He's on the ropes. For the people, these are his trusted soldiers, spoke of stoning him. Even his most faithful companions were talking about stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. So David's on the ropes. He's got an opportunity to throw in the towel. If there's ever a time to throw in the towel, this is it. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And one version says he encouraged himself. You won't always have people around to encourage you. So when they're not there to encourage you, then you need to be like David and encourage yourself. Hard to do, but sometimes you just have to do it. Then verse seven, then David said to Alabathar, Alabathar the priest, Abimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. So David's getting ready to seek the Lord. What am, or what are we supposed to do? So uh, the ephod was brought to David, verse eight. So David inquires of the Lord saying, now David, would you say he's in a tough spot right now? If there was ever a time to think about throwing in the towel, this would be it. So he goes before the Lord and he says, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I, shall I overtake them? And notice what the Lord answered him. Notice, and he answered him. The Lord answered him. Did the Lord tell him to throw in the towel? No, he, he's real loud, say pursue. pursue. He said, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail, recover, what? Recover all. The Lord told David, see, sometimes there's not people around to encourage you. You encourage yourself. And if you'll do that, I believe in the process of time, the Lord will, will step in and encourage you somehow. And he did with David and he didn't tell him to throw in the towel. He told him to do what? To, to what? To pursue. In other words, he told him pretty much the same thing he told Joshua. Get up, pursue. Quit laying there feeling sorry for yourself. Get up, don't throw the towel in, dust yourself off and pursue. And so David did. And if you read the rest of the story, he did recover all. He got it all back. But he wouldn't have if he had thrown in the towel. I'm telling you, the only way the devil can beat you is if you throw in the towel and give up and quit. But if you refuse to throw in the towel, give up and quit in due season, you'll reap a good reward. You know, this isn't the only problem that David ever had in his life. You know, David had a whole lot of problems in his life. Now, some of the, some of the problems that he had was an attack of the devil and some of the problems that he had, he created for himself. How many of you have ever been attacked by the devil? You probably have, but how many of you have created some problems for yourself? I know I've created some problems for myself. Probably in my life, I've created more problems for myself than, than the devil has created for me. But you know, whether it's an attack of the devil or whether you've created a problem for yourself, you get to that place where you're thinking about giving up and quitting. Don't do it. Don't throw in the towel. I know David had a son named Absalom and that son rebelled against him. You know, David's kids didn't always treat this great king with respect. I don't know if, have you ever had kids? Maybe some of you that maybe they didn't treat you with respect or they weren't doing what they should do or acting the way they should act. And I know sometimes kids can get to the point where you just think, man, I'm, <laughs> it's just time to throw in the towel and give up and quit. But I wanna encourage you today don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on a situation. Don't give up on anybody. Don't throw in the towel on anybody. 
Can you say amen? amen? Particularly with children, there's a lot of times you, because of circumstances of life that you can't physically do things for your children because of things that have happened, but don't ever quit praying for them and believe in God for them. Did you hear what I just said? You can always pray. Now, you, you can't always, and, and for anybody in your life, any loved one that, that has betrayed you or gone astray or the relationship is strained, a lot of times you can't really physically do anything. Sometimes you, have you ever called anybody on the phone trying to make up with them and they hang up on you? Well, there's not much you can do and it looks like it's time to throw in the towel, but you know, even though they might not talk to you on the phone or meet you for lunch, you can still believe God and trust God. Is that right? Just don't throw in the towel. And David had some difficult situations in his life. But you got to remember, he's also the one who wrote the great verse of that psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. And the thing you need to remember about that particular verse of scripture is that he said, I walk through. He kept walking, didn't he? He kept walking. You know, we all have these valleys to go through in our life. No one is exempted from the valleys in life. You know, the mountain peaks are wonderful and they're fantastic. And wouldn't it be nice if we could live on the mountain peaks, but none of us can live on the mountain peaks. There's valleys that we have to go through. There's struggles and situations that we have to go through. Sometimes the devil creates them. Sometimes we create them for ourselves. But nonetheless, we have these valleys to go through. But let me give you a word of advice here that we get from David by the Holy Spirit. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Don't stop in the middle of the valley. Don't stop in the middle of the valley. In the middle of the valley, the devil will be attacking you. He'll be attacking you and maybe in your body, maybe with sickness and disease, certainly with, with, with ment, you know, mentally and coming at you with every kind of horrible thought or thought of defeat and you're in the middle of that valley. But here's the key. When you're in the middle of that valley, don't stop. Don't lay down. Don't give up and quit. Don't throw in the towel. But walk, walk what? Walk through it. Get through it. And if you'll not throw in the towel and just walk through, you will come out on the other side and you'll reap a good harvest. Turn to the book of Job, if you would. Job chapter one, just a couple more of these. Job chapter one, you know, Job was a prosperous man. He had 7,000 sheep, 300 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys. How many of you would like to have all that? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what, back then, if you had that, you were a rich man. And you'd probably be a rich man if you had all that today. That's a lot of, he was one of the richest men on the planet of earth. And not only that, he had seven sons and three daughters. Now, without going through the whole story, let me just say this, Job lost it all. He lost it all. It's one thing to lose a, a business or to lose something like that, but he not only lost his, his business and lost all of his goods, and all, I mean, all of his wealth just gone in a moment of time, but he also lost his children. And he didn't lose just one child. If you had, let's see, he had uh, seven sons and three daughters. He had 10 children. Now, you know as well as I do, it would be devastating to lose one of them, right? 
but he lost all 10 of them at the same time. Wind came. Now remember, it wasn't God doing it. God allowed it, but the devil did it. You understand? And say, why did God allow it? I, I don't know. Other than I do think my reason is that the devil came to the Lord and said, you know, Job only serves you because you bless him financially and you bless him. But if you remove those blessings away, uh, Job will curse you. Remember that? And, and, and I believe the Lord just wanted to show the devil that, hey, I've got a man in the earth named Job that he loves me no matter what. He loves me whether he's blessed or whether he's not. I believe that's what was behind it all. God was saying, I've got a man here that's going to serve me no matter what. And so, of course, the devil came in and attacked him. And again, the wind came and the house fell in on his children. And, and he lost not only one child, but he lost all 10 children all at the same time. They're all gone. So not only is he broke, but now he's lost all of his children. Now, would you agree with me if there was ever a time in life to get the towel out? and throw it in, that would be a good time, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? But notice in Job chapter 1 verse 20, the Bible says, then Job arose, this was after he got word of all of his, uh, all of his losses, including his children, he arose, he tore his robe, he shaved his head, what does that mean? He's getting ready to go before the Lord here. He fell to the ground, and when he fell to the ground, did he throw in the towel? Does the Bible say he threw in the towel? No, what did he do? He what? He, he realized, say he worshiped? Yeah, he worshiped. You know, there's a lot of people in that hour would have turned their back on God. They'd have cursed God and they'd have threw in the towel. But Job didn't do that. He fell to the ground and worshiped. And then as the story goes, the devil comes in and attacks Job's health. And now Job has not only lost all of his goods, he's lost his children, but now he loses all of his health. Because you see, after he lost his goods and he lost his children, he still worshiped. He didn't curse God, he still worshiped. And so the devil went back to the Lord and said, you know, yeah, but if, you, if, 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 if he loses his health, he'll curse you. And there again, I believe the Lord wanted to show the devil that I've got a man in the earth that loves me for me. It doesn't matter about money or children or even health. Even if you take his health away from him, devil, he's still gonna love me and serve me. So of course, the Lord allowed the devil to go in and take Job's health. And now we're at a point here where he's lost all of his goods, all of his children. He's worshiping God, but now he's lost his health. And there's boils that has broken out all over his body. And in Job chapter 2, verse 9, Job chapter 2, verse 9, then his wife said to him, now here comes his wife, his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Then notice what she says to him. She says, curse God and die. What did his wife really just tell him to do? She just told him to throw in the towel. But you know what? And if there was ever a time to do it, that would have been it. But Job didn't do it. Verse 10, he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. What did Job just tell her? He just told her throwing in the towel would be a foolish thing to do. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? And all this, Job did not sin with his lips. You know, Job is a model of someone who refused to throw in the towel without understanding the reason 
behind his suffering, he kept his faith in God through the most troubling of circumstances. Did you hear what I just said? Without understanding, a lot of times things go on in our life and we don't understand why they're going on. A lot of times, you know, a sickness might hit our body and we don't understand why all is that, why is that going on? Or something happens over here, or something happens over there, or this happens, or that happens, or whatever the case. And we don't understand why it is all going on. And it's so easy at that moment to want to throw in the towel, but I encourage you, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up and quit. And Job is an excellent example to us of someone who didn't understand why everything was happening, but he kept his faith in God through the most troubling of circumstances. And you know what? Because he didn't throw in the towel, eventually he triumphed over all adversity and God blessed him with twice as much as he had before. Isn't that wonderful? But if he'd have thrown in the towel, he would have, his story would have ended in defeat. His story would have ended in, 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 in a horrible way. But he didn't quit. He didn't throw in the towel. And as he went on in his life, God blessed him with twice as much as he had before. He got, he got uh, seven sons and uh, three daughters back. And the Bible says after all this calamity, he still lived 140 years after that, saw his children and grandchildren to four generations, and he, he died an old man full of, full, of, full of days and blessed of God. All because, all because he did not what? He didn't throw in the towel. You know, just a couple more. Go to 2 Kings uh, chapter 6, if you would. You know, Elisha was a prophet of God, a man of God in the Old Testament. He had a young servant that went around with him and served him and helped him and was an assistant to him. And one day they woke up and they were surrounded by the Syrian army. And uh, they were surrounded on every side. And in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, said to Elisha, Alas, my master, what are we going to do? Have you ever been there in your life? where you've been surrounded, so to speak, by the enemy. The devil surrounded you on every side, you know, and, and you get to a point where, what are we going to do? Has, that ever, has anybody ever said that besides me? What are we going to do? 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 And I think this young man here probably would have done this. Let's see if I can do this. He probably would have done this. What is that? What's that a symbol of? And when you, when, you, when you fly the white flag out like that, what's that, what's that a symbol? We surrender. We give up and quit. We surrender. You know the devil wants you to fly your white flag. It's another way of saying you're throwing in the towel. But I like what verse 16 says. So he answered, this is what the man of God said. He answered, he said to the young man, do not what? Do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can you say amen to that? But just think, 
as the story goes on, you can read it sometime, that, uh, that you know, the Lord prayed and said, open the young man's eyes that he may see. And, and God opened his eyes and he looked and he saw that the hillsides were full of the chariots of God and the horse, horses and chariots of God and the angels of God. Remember that? And, and a long story short, that, 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 that the power of God came on these, uh, 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 the enemy and struck them, I believe, with blindness, if I'm not mistaken. And so what happened? They led the enemy into town blinded and powerless and helpless. And the people that were surrounded here, Elisha and his servant, they came out just fine. But they wouldn't have if they had what? Flown the white flag and thrown in the towel. I want to just encourage you today, if the devil has you surrounded, don't fly the white flag, don't throw in the towel, but just know this, that those that are with us are more than those that be with the enemy. That the angels of God with us outnumber the demons of the devil, is that right? And let's be encouraged in that and know that God's for us, he's not against us. And, uh, and I tell you what, Don't throw in the towel, don't wave the white flag, but just continue on and walk through that valley and you'll come out on the other side. And you'll reap if you don't give up and quit. Let's close talking about the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm gonna read this in the Message Bible, so if you don't have that one, it'll be on the screen, but we'll close by talking about the Apostle Paul. He's the one who gave us that scripture that will reap a good reward if we don't throw in the towel. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three. I'm gonna pick up midway through that verse. It'll be on the screen. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three. I'm gonna just pick up midway through that verse, verse 23. He said, I've worked much harder, been jailed more often, beaten up more times than I can count. And at death's door, time after time, I've been flogged five times with the Jews' 39 lashes. That means they beat him up. Verse 25, beaten by Roman rods three times, pummeled with rocks. That means they threw rocks at him once. I've, he said, I've, I've been shipwrecked three times and immersed in the open sea for a night and a day. He was adrift, apparently probably on a piece of wood or something, just, just out at sea. Verse 26, He says, in hard traveling year in and year out, I've had to ford or deal with rivers, fend off robbers, and notice, struggle with friends and struggle with foes. You know, it's one thing when you have to struggle with foes, but it's, I think it hurts even more when you have to struggle with friends. Have you ever had a trusted friend stab you in the back? Have you ever had a trusted friend that they, they thought you were the best thing since sliced bread until they took their knife and start slicing you up? Paul had foes that came against him and tried to hinder him, but he also had fellow ministers and friends that came against him and forsook him and, and turned their back on him. And at the end of his ministry, he said that that all had forsaken him. You know, at any one of these junctures in here, Paul could have thrown in the towel. He said, I've been at risk in the city, at risk in the country, 
endangered by desert sun and sea storm, betrayed by those I thought were my brothers. I've known drudgery and hard labor, many a long and lonely night without sleep, many a missed meal blasted by the cold naked to the weather, and that's not the half of it. (laughs) He's just telling us some of what he went through. And then he says, when you throw in the daily pressures and anxieties of all the churches. We could put it this way, that was, we could say that was his job. He said, all this other stuff is happening at home. And then I got my job to deal with, you know, so to speak. He didn't have an easy life, did he? There were some parts of his life that were really wondrous and wonderful and he got caught up to to heaven one time and God showed him some things in heaven and he saw things up there that were unspeakable that he couldn't put in words. But yet, if you weigh that out with all the struggles that he had and then after this, you think this was was all bad. Then after this, as you go into the next chapter and you can read it on your own time, but he talks about the thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to hinder him. Would you agree with me that at any one time, Paul could have thrown in the towel? But he never did. And you know what God said? And if you read in the next chapter, you can see it. He said, my grace is sufficient. In other words, God said, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up and quit. And thus Paul, if there was ever a man that lived that could have thrown in the towel on many occasions, he never did. And he wrote that scripture that we started with to don't, don't become weary, don't become fatigued in doing good because in due season, you'll receive a reward. If you don't, what? Throw in the towel. And we know he didn't throw in the towel because at the end of his ministry, at the end of his life when he was a ripe old age, because there's a scripture that tells us that he lived to be an old man. The apostle Paul, he said, I have fought Remember, he said, he said, we fight the fight of faith, but then he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Remember that? How many of you remember that? That's in the Bible. That's 2 Timothy 4, 7. He said, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. He never threw in the towel. But you know what? I want you to think about this. Go to Galatians 6, 9. This will be the, probably the last scripture we look at. We started with this one, but I want this in the King James Version. I want you to see it in the King James Version. Just give me a few more minutes. Galatians 6, 9. King James Version. Not the new King James, but the King James. I'll give them a moment to get that on the screen. Notice what the King James says, and let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we what? If we what? If we faint not. If we faint not. That's what Paul said. He went through a whole lot. He wrote this. He said, and now he finished his course, but he said, and let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we what? If we faint not. Now, we've used this towel a lot here this morning, but did you ever think about this? You've probably seen this on television or maybe in real life. When somebody has fainted or when somebody is about to faint, what do they do with the towel? 
Is that right? Now, is that right? That feel good? That feel real good right now? We need to bring a woman up here who's in the change of life and we do that to them. That really help them. You know what I mean? How you girls doing? You doing right? <laughs> so what do they do with... <laughs> what do they do when somebody's going to faint? They fan them. Is that right? They fan them. And you know, a boxer, when he's really had a tough round, you know, and, 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 and the, the trainer... We're not going to throw in the towel, but he's sitting there in the corner. What will you see the, you know, if you ever saw Rocky years ago or whatever, what did, what did the penguin, uh, Burgess Meredith, you know, he played penguin. What did, what did he do? He'd take the towel and what? He'd fan him, you know, because you see, we're going to reap if we faint not. So if you're about to faint or if you have fainted, you need somebody to come with a towel and do what? And to fan you and to refresh you. you can you say Amen. And so the Spirit of God just has me here now closing this message. Just, hey, maybe you're here today. Things have been tough. Things have been rough and and all of that. You just fainted or you feel like you're going to faint. You just feel like you can't go on. You're in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death and you don't know if you're going to make it through. So I'm here today at the direction of the Spirit of God. Just just telling you, don't throw in the towel and I'm fanning you. I'm fanning you. I can see you're being blessed. Glory to God. Amen. You know why Paul ultimately made it through? Do you want to know why? Look at 2 Timothy 1.16. Go there real quick. Come on. 2 Timothy 1.16, New King James Version. 2 Timothy 1.16. He went through a lot. What does this fan and do? It'll refresh you. Amen. Look at 2 Timothy 1.16. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus. Now, a lot of people never heard of Onesiphorus, but I'm going to tell you, one of the reasons Paul was able to finish his race and finish the fight of faith that he had was because of Onesiphorus. Why? Because he often what? Refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain, you know, when Paul was in jail. But what did Onesiphorus do? Onesiphorus refreshed him. He got the towel, so to speak, and refreshed him. All of us... When we go through the valley of the shadow of death, all of us, when we've been stoned by the devil, all of us, when we've been attacked by the devil, all of us, when things haven't gone the way that we've thought they should, we all need somebody like Onesiphorus in our life. We all need a good pastor. We all need somebody that will take the word of God and and fan us, so to speak, and refresh us and bring us back from that state of fainting, bring us back to that position on the ropes where we're down and out. We all need somebody not like Job's wife saying, curse God, go ahead, give up and quit and throw in the towel. We don't need people like Job's wife, but we need people like Onesiphorus to come along and to fan us and to refresh us and to take the word of God and encourage us and to lift us up, praise God and say, hey, let's go through that valley. Let's go on to the other side. And if we will not faint, here, I'm gonna fan you. And if we will not faint, we're gonna come out on the other side and we're gonna reap in due season. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Stand with me if you would, praise God, hallelujah. I hope you got something good out of this today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't Jesus wonderful? He's wonderful, isn't he? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. What have I been here doing today? Well, symbolically, I've been, but I've been teaching the word of God to you. 
And let that word of God refresh you. Hallelujah.